Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudla. I'm Jesper Young. I'm Henry Larson. I am Francisco Serundolo. And you're listening to the Games to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back again, tennis fans. It is semi-final time on the men's side. It's an exciting time of the tournament. We've only got four left and we've got the big man. He's in there. He's going for number 14. It's Rafael Nadal. But he's got a very, very tall German guy standing in his way, Sasha Zverev. And on the other side, well, we've got two newbies. Oh, to, well, can they get to a Grand Slam? Final on clay for the very first time. Casper Ruud, the Rafael Nadal Academy. Well, or Marin Cilic, former US Open champion. I don't know. That one confuses the hell out of me. <laughs> I don't know. The Rafa one sounds straightforward, but I know it's not. But the other one, I don't know, beats me. We're going to get stuck into that very, very soon, JG. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining. I know it is a little bit late. Apologies on that. But this is going to be our semi-final preview, talking about both of the matches. And first thing I want to start off with is the draw. And ultimately, what we've seen is a very unbalanced draw from start to finish. We spoke about it endlessly in the draw preview. And we find ourselves here with Chilich and Rude on one side. Alcaraz and Djokovic already been sent home. And you've got Nadal... Zverev now and it just seems ludicrous really it's a shame the way it's panned out yeah. um, I know John said in his silk reports how every other day is not a bit boring but it's a bit of an anti it's a bit anticlimactic we've got all the big matches on one day then the next day it's just eager and that's it <laughs> that's how it feels a little bit and the scheduling's been a bit messed up and I think Roland Garros could learn a lot from uh, certainly the scheduling and as John says the lack of bars 
Yeah, uh, I know that that was the thing he was most angry about after seeing some of the highlights uh, of the Silk Report. So more bars at Roland Garros and maybe on the less exciting days, everyone will be a bit more excited. Uh, who knows? <laughs> um, I think there needs to be something done about like you can't just be having like such a lopsided draw in the future. There needs to be some sort of way of like seeding these events in a different way that i don't know how but i feel that this draw sort of destroyed the tournament in a way like well, it's not destroyed it completely but it's ruined the excitement of the, the latter stages to yep. a certain degree just because we probably would have had djokovic nadal final i'm not gonna lie i think it was probably teed up for that type of thing again i'm not so sure i mean we don't know what alcoraz would have done if he faced one of them Maybe. Ultimately, all I wanted to see was just a a, a better split between the between the, the all of the players. Yeah. Um, but let's get up the graphic because the first semi final we're going to talk about is, of course, Rafael Nadal Zverev from the you would say the better side. <laughs> and I just feel not that confident. I've been saying it and alluding to it on the watchalongs recently. I spoke to John briefly as well off stream. I'm not that confident as what other people are. Uh, Zverev against Alcaraz, okay. Alcaraz was misfiring. We know he can perform a lot better, yeah. but he played a very good match, and I was extremely impressed by the level Zverev was able to produce. If he does do that, then Nadal is certainly in a match, and I feel he is someone in recent years he has struggled a little bit against. Um, let me just bring up the head-to-head to reinforce that. Sure, uh, you can see here. So the last out of the last four times they've played, Zverev's won three of them. Uh, one on clay in Madrid. You got one in Paris and obviously the ATP finals. I remember that one. But the times he beat Nadal were straight sets. So he's beaten Nadal in the last four times they've played, three times in straight sets. Okay, let's deep go a bit deeper into that. Would you read too much into the Madrid clay? We know with the altitude, how it really helps a big server in Sverev. Nadal, not so good in Madrid. Paris an indoor hard court, and the same with the ATP finals. Of course, we know how good Zverev is on them conditions of indoor hard. One of the best players in the world. Nadal, not so much. Uh, so surely it should be a complete different test. But still, I just don't want to like rush past the fact that Zverev is um, and does handle the occasion when he plays against Rafa and he's got experience in beating him. Irrelevant to the surface. That will go a long way. With regards to the foot, not so worried. I'm not so worried. We've heard so many different reports. I'm sure we'll probably go through some now um, regarding the foot. He's got his doctor in his box the whole time. Yeah. It seems like he's got, what's the what's the injection? Hydrocortisone? Something like that. Yeah, I don't know the actual full no, what's name. What's it called? The... Yeah, it's like a cortisone injection. A cortisone, sorry, yeah. not hydrocortisone injection in his foot. Yeah. And... In theory, that he, well, he's come out and said pretty much. I think it was. Um, if you got the tweets up, we'll see them. Yeah. So, the, sorry, this is just him just saying it's another big challenge coming. Zverev playing well. He beat Alcaraz, so he had a lot of things. Uh, I think it's well, Mark Lo- is Lopez. Lopez, the Lopez one. Here we go. So Mark Lopez. There we go. Um, he said, I'm positive and I trust that Rafa's foot will last until Sunday. After the wear and tear against Djokovic, he got up with pain. So he's confident that he's going to be able to get all the way to Sunday. I'm confident as well. I think Nadal secretly is. 
So that's a great sign. So I don't think the foot's going to be a big impact. It's not going to be like where he's limping off and, and having to retire or just completely struggling in a set. The, the problem is how well Zverev going to play and can the Dow deal with Zverev on top form? That's the big question, isn't it? Um, Zverev has to serve well. That's the one thing I would say with Sasha Zverev. He looked great against Alcaraz. And then as much as I don't even really like to sing Zverev's praises uh, just because of his recent antics um, where he should have really been suspended. And I've been very vocal on that. He's still playing really well and he's still like exciting the crowd. And against Alcaraz, I just had that feeling he was just going to do that to Alcaraz. He, he, one of the like hardest people to put away in a rally, I think, Sasha Zverev. And he doesn't get enough credit for that. Everyone sees him as, oh, he's just a big serve. He's not just a big serve. He's got the whole game. His backhand's incredible. Some of the backhand winners he did against Alcaraz were like bullets that went across the court. And the crowd couldn't help but applaud some of the shots he was playing. If he does those type of things against Nadal, he's definitely in with a shot. Does he have enough to beat Nadal? I don't know. It's it's one of these things that Nadal has to... If Nadal turns up, I think everybody has their work cut out for him. And it's just it's sort of on Nadal's racket a little bit for me. Yeah. But I think it's... Um, sorry, not that one. Let's go back a few. Sorry, I just wanted to talk about what he said about Zverev. I know you quickly sorry. went past it here. So another big challenge coming as Zverev is playing well. He beat Alcaraz, so he had a lot of... He had to do a lot of things well. Yeah, I think the in, this interview, by the way, wasn't the best. No. I watched it in full. It was about a minute. Roland Garros. All Nadal said, he repetitively said the same thing for the whole minute. said, yeah, I need to play good. I need to play good. That's all he said. It was like one of the worst interviews. All, I just feel it? like he's, he's just sick of all of this. And we need to talk about this as well. Yeah. The fanfare around Rafa is incredible, especially, well, everywhere across the world. In Roland Garros, it's going to be more because of what he's been able to achieve at the sport. Wherever he goes, continuously barrage for photos, autographs. Don't get me wrong. I would ask, but like, I'm even questioning whether I would now. I just feel very, I feel it's, diff- it's, it's very tough. And of course, all the professionals get it. I think yeah. Rafa's is just more than anyone else. He's it, treated like a god. And ultimately, wherever he moves, there's a trial of hundreds of people uh, <laughs> continuously asking him. And I, I honestly think, yeah, it's grating him down. Yeah, I was I, looking at his body language in one of them the other day. And I think he's generally, he's so kind and nice. He's not, he's trying not to show it, but it will take its toll on you. Do you see what he said in one of them, though? Because I saw as soon as he just gets out of a car, there's just like a whole queue yeah. of people just there. Like, Hundreds. Oh, Rafa, Rafa, like that. And he's just like, oh, he can't ever say no as well. He's too nice that he just goes over yeah. there and he's just like, oh, just like, it's he can't really answer anybody. So he's just signing things. And then he's someone... signing without looking, just looking yeah. like it's mad. And then he said, oh, it'd be better if you put your phone away or something like that to one of them. Cause it's obviously right in his face, like this phone or it's just like, oh, and then he's like, come over. Yeah. Just come over and have a photo quickly. And you're like, you can see it's just like, it must just get. I can feel the, I feel in the pain in him more recently. And uh, we're not talking about the pain in the foot. No. But let's talk about some of the other stuff uh, John did talk about in the Silk Report, and that is him coming to a retirement soon. Uh, there's been a lot of contradicting messages I've seen across everywhere. Sam is pretty adamant in the live chat that he come out and said something a bit, bit more positive regarding that. I think we do have a tweet for it. 
Um, I don't know if you've got that one. Which one's that one? It's not that. Do with this. I don't think no. it's any of these ones, man. Did you not get it out? I can have a quick look. No, it's, on, on it's no worries. It's fine. Um, I don't. Have, I forgot exactly what it was now, but it was his. So what was he saying? Let me see if I can find it on mine. Right, I'll try and have a quick browse through the. Uh, if you've sent it to me, I might be able to. Yeah, find I definitely it. did send it. Anyway, we've got Jamie Drummer and saying the Dow's just beating Nole. He's not let this slip now. Uh, cheers for that, Jamie. Appreciate that. And we've got Vanchin with another super chat. And I think Zverev has something to prove. After all the investigations and potential suspensions, he wants to have the biggest redemption in history. And that's why I'm worried. I mean, just not how good he is, but there's a lot at stake in terms of how he's feeling, how he's been um, treated. The tournament have not put him on Saturday hardly ever. They've not given him a nice time slot. All of his time slots have not been favourable for him. And he feels, I know he came out and was criticising the fact that Alcaraz gets all the good ones. Um, but I think that's all that's going to do is work against the p- opponent he's playing because he's going to be have that extra motivation and hunger to try and beat them. Uh, but ultimately, just quickly on Rafa on his retirement, he's he did say in a quote, I think it was something along the lines of, I I don't I think I will be playing a few more Ronald Garrises yet. Yeah, it's for fine, sure. Mate. If you can't find it, I can't fine. find it. I no. saw uh, there was a the, there was this one. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Nadal versus Zverev. It's Nadal versus his own body. But this is sort of the way Nadal's career is sort of going, though, isn't it? It's it is. It's like a sort of ticking time bomb for how long he can continue. And I think. We spoke about it. I think it was either on on the match or on one of the uh, previews afterwards. I just hope he picks the exact right time to call it a day. I don't want to see him like risk like permanent injury. That's all I'm saying. I think it's the third one, Ben. But this third one, tab. there we go. So after this tournament, we will keep trying to seek solutions which can make my foot better. I trust and hope this is not my last French Open, even if it's the last, even if the last year has been tough for me. There we go. I knew I knew I sent it. I knew it was there. Apologies. And we got there in the end. This is the one. So he's saying that he doesn't think it's going to be his last French Open. We had John on the one earlier saying, alluding to the fact that it could be his last ever slam. I mean, he's not going to play again. Because we know not. this is not a sustainable solution, what he's doing with his foot. It's not something which can be done long term. No. However, saying that, I think Wimbledon's out of the picture now, from what I've seen yeah. recently. That looks unlikely. So. US Open, I think, is going to be a real big push for him. And I don't think, I agree. I think he's not going to be his last run on Garros. I feel, I think he is going to be back again next year. Um, and I'm just hoping he plays the US Open as well. I think that. He'll probably take Wimbledon off, focus on the US Open, may even take Australia off and then focus on Roland Garros. They may just he may just focus on those two. They're the ones that he does best at. I wouldn't blame him if he does it either, because I'd rather see him in at least one rather than none. Um he has to be in it. Like it just feels like if Rafa's not at Roland Garros next year, like what's what's the world coming to? Yeah, it's just it's going to be a strange feeling when there's no Rafael Nadal stepping out on Philip Chatrier. I don't know. I don't even like to think about it. It's a bit no. of a scary, scary prospect, isn't it? Rafa yeah, it is. is. But I mean, anyway. I, I'm hoping to see him. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's I'm just not sure say where we are now with the tweets because you've gone all over the joint. So <laughs> all over let's see the... where you're going to go let's next. Let's go to this one next because this <laughs> one's about Rafa's birthday and Rafa obviously 
is turning 36. Yep. And he's six and one on his birthday, which is not bad. It's pretty good. Six and one on your birthday. I think um, the problem, the reason that is, though, is because usually his birthday, always football, he falls at the same time every year. So it's always at Roland Garros. So that's why he's got a great record there. Um, one thing I would say is his birthday right now, as we're speaking, 3rd of June. So yeah. it is his birthday. Happy birthday, Rafa. I'm sure you're listening. Beep, 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 and he's 36. We've got wow. Tillich here. No, so let's go to Zverev. We'll talk about Tillich in a bit. Zverev is now up to number two in the world. With a semi-final win, uh, he'll be number one. No, number one with title. Don't know what that means. So, Sorry, he will be... Okay, so if he wins, yeah, if he wins the semi-final, he'll be number two. And then if he wins the title, he'll be number one. Yeah, you got it. So that, that's interesting, though. Sasha Zverev, if he could go to number one in the world, yeah. obviously we know a lot of points dropping off from Wimbledon as well this year. So he's going to be even more in the running for like consolidating a world number one. If he was to win this whole tournament, God, the whole world opens up for Sasha Zverev. It yeah. really does. So yeah, it would, would be insane. Uh, I don't know if there's any more for these ones, and then we'll give our prediction. Um, well, we can come back to the other ones. Yeah, we'll come back to them too in a bit. All right, then. Uh, I think that that's all we've got. I think it was just that last one. Uh, was it this one? Players to reach the semi-finals of Grand Slam. No, that's that's they... rude, that one. Oh, okay, so, so just rude. Okay, yeah, pretty it. much. Okay, Not no worries. Worry. So, so let's the start, then. All over the place. Well, I'll uh, maybe I'll I'll pull up the tweets next time. I've got the laptop oh, now. Yeah, you've It'll got be a lot easier. Now. That's it, Because I, I feel like I'm saying that you don't know what where's where at the moment. Yeah, exactly um, right. But let's just give our preview for this one. So we've spoke about the foot. We spoke about the dangers Ferrer possesses. We spoke about the head to head. It is a fascinating one. I'm not worried about the foot being an issue. Um, and saying everything I've said, I am going to be predicting the Rafael Nadal victory. I think that would virtually touch wood, secure him the title because I don't, I, I'm not worried about either Chilich or Casper Ruud in the final, whoever they play. I think who, who wins this one will be of course the big favourite. If Zverev is to go overcome Rafa, he could easily, he could lose to Ruud or Chilich, but he shouldn't do uh, because that would be a purely a mental thing more than anything. Zverev yeah. struggling to under the big occasion of being in a Grand Slam final just like he did against Dominic team, two sets up, up in the tie break in the fifth, fifth as well. So Rafa here, I'm going to go Rafa wins and I'm going to go four. Rafa in four as my prediction. Nice. I think it's a good one. Um, I might surprise you. I think Rafa's going to win in five. I think Zverev is going to come out the traps quite fast and I think he's going to, get a bit of a lead on Rafa. What, two I think, sets? I think two sets to one, and then Rafa's going to have to turn it round. And then, wow. yeah. What a mad match back. that's going to be. I mean, I don't really want that, but... Oh, well, John's actually going with what I'm going. Me and John are in agreement about Rafa, which is interesting. Uh, let us know also your predictions in the live chat. We've got King of Just going Zverev in five. Um, any other ones? I think we've got to wait a second. We have Jamie Drummer going Rafa in three. Even given the set six two six four six three, okay. I just feel Zverev's good value for one set. I think we're going to see, we're going to see a tie break. I think the 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 set Zverev wins will be a tie break. Uh, Sandy's going Rafa in three, Nadal in three easy. Does anyone have uh, Zverev winning? 
Have one. That's what I'm fascinated to that see. Was it. Yeah, it's not many. What about Vance? Lot... <laughs> I thought Vance, I thought Vance would have been. Vera winning. <laughs> Vance Vance's not in tonight. Where's he gone? Sam hopes Rafa does it in three. Mason going Rafa in three. Um, but yeah, that's everyone's predictions. So you've gone Rafa in five. I've gone Rafa in four. And do you agree about the fact that if Rafa does make the final, there's no way he's losing? Yeah, yeah. For me, I think this is his final. Well, I think the final really was the last match. I feel that this one well, should... Surely this one. If you're saying it's going to go five sets, this is no easy match. I just feel like Zverev's... He's good, but he just can't get it over the line. And that's the problem. I feel that as long as the match is not being close to him winning it, he'll be in the match. And then as soon as it gets to the point where he has a chance to win the match, he'll lose it. And that's how I feel it'll go. He may even be a break up in the fourth set and he'll lose the set still. Rafa will break him and he'll come back or something. I just got this feeling that Zverev, he looked great against Alcaraz, could have beaten him in straight sets and then completely bottled it, serving out for the match and then lost the set. Could have potentially lost a fourth set as well, but managed to just rally in the fourth. But I think Rafa's slightly better than uh, Alcaraz at Roland Garros. Yeah, Ashley saying, does Zverev have a mental block when it comes to closing out matches? He certainly so. does. Certainly mm. does. But let's move on to the other semi-final. Uh, pull up the graphic. Mm. Worried about which one to click. Oh, did it. Come on. Look Here at we that. go. <laughs> Look at these two. Casa uh, <laughs> Rude after he's been shouting at poor Rune in the change room. What a bully he's been. I mean, I don't buy it at all. Listen, I agree nah. with John on that. I don't buy it. I think... I just don't believe Holger Rune. I mean, Rude come out and said he's lying. I, wow. I didn't do anything of the sort. There's a big statement. Um, and I, I believe him. I just don't know what Holger Rune's playing at. I think he's going to... He's such a great player, such a young player as well. And his actions already at such a young age, we had all the stuff with, with the homophobic comment he made. And then this, it's just, it's just not going in his favour. His on-court antics as well. Mm. Unfortunately for him, he's going, to, he's going to become very unlikable if he doesn't change some things. Um, but I don't want to go too deep into him because he is only young. Listen, no one's perfect at 19. I certainly wasn't. And I'm sure he's got a lot of room for improvement to develop. But he just, he's not doing himself any favours. The one thing we can't say for any certainty is we don't actually know what happened in the changing room. It is nope. a bit of a bizarre lie to make up. Yeah, it sounds a bit far-fetched, but sometimes when you're a little bit salty after a match, you saw he didn't even want to shake his hand properly, just stormed off, was moaning throughout the whole match. And who knows if they have a little bit of beef already, like he might've just thought, well, I'm going to throw some shade at you. You're so squeaky clean, rude. I'm going to throw something out there. That's going to make you look like uh, the bad guy for a change. It doesn't because people will just believe rude. Because they've got no <laughs> I reason know, that's to. the terrible thing. Like, is there anything you can do wrong? Casper rude. But I don't know. I quite like Casper Rude. He's got like a good temperament on him. Yeah. I don't ever see him really lose this call. That's why I'm so shocked by hearing that. I don't know if I believe it at all. Yeah. So Manch makes a good point saying Rune's young. I will refrain from judgment on him. I think it's important not to be too harsh on the kid. He is extremely young. Like and he is as well, though. So I I yeah. sort of put them in the same category. I think they both have a bit of a temper tantrum. Bit of a. I don't think Brooksby's that bad, man. They they have the same like it's like a I don't know silver spoon syndrome. That's what I sort of see it as. It's just like you're sort of a bit entitled. Like you've always been 
like on a court winning matches when you were younger and always been amazing. Now it's not going your way. Now you throw your toys out the pram type thing. And and they've always had like a parent there to like like go, oh no, it's all okay. Or oh no, that's fine. It's just now it's on the big you're in the big leagues now. You can't just act like that. And whereas people might have been babying you before, now there's no room for that. So they'll learn. <laughs> the hard way, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, for you criticising them on the podcast. But that's it. They don't want any more critiques. So, Casper Rude, anyway. We're not talking about the players who aren't in this semi-final. Let's talk about the ones who are yeah. in the semi-final. These have got a head-to-head record. Two love for Casper Rude. They played once on clay before. That was in Rome. Casper Rude won in straight sets. Um, I think it'll be closer. I don't think it'll be a straight sets victory. I think you're sort of in agreement on that from what we've spoken about before. Yeah, definitely. But let's talk about Chilich because he's been amazing this event. He really has been good. Incredible. He beat Attila Balaz in the first round. <laughs> he beat Fuksovic in the second in four. Beat yep. Gilsimon in straights. Medvedev in straights. And then amazing. Rublev in five. And, well, there were spells in the Rublev one where he did demolish him. He was very dominant in the tie break to settle it in the fifth and was playing aggressive, big, hard-hitting forehands and winners. Marin Tillich, this is his last chance. This is how I feel. It feels to me this is his last chance to win a Grand Slam, uh, another one anyway. He's not going to get another one. He is, let's go to the uh, the stats page. I think he's 36. Wow. I think he's 36, is he? What? On the, oh, what? Is it on here? What do you no. mean? Go to the one where we had the two what we've not spoke about. Oh, sorry, apologies. <laughs> this is a nightmare. I know. So, well, I forget his age now. Do you know his age? Let 33. Me just... 33, is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he's not as old as I just said. No, we spoke about it the other day yeah. on, uh, on the so watch. Chilich's 33, but I just don't know. I feel he does. I, I don't think he's going to have another opportunity to get to this stage again. That's my verdict. It could be his last. I disagree. He's playing incredibly. And I think, listen, this whole rude one, I can't call the match. It's just so close. There's part of me that thinks he's done well here. Wimbledon was normally his tournament like that he was best at. I feel that if he he could go into Wimbledon, with a, if he gets a good draw like in this one, who knows? There's no Medvedev. There's no, you could find Marin Cilic in a Wimbledon final very soon as well. That's not beyond the realm of possibility if he keeps up with this great tennis that he's playing. That's what Davos saying. Davos saying he's a top ten player and he's going to do well at Wimbledon. Yeah, uh, you got Vanch there confirming. Chilich goated in the fifth set tiebreak versus yeah. Rublev. I think that was his most express uh, impressive spell the whole event. Definitely. That tiebreak was incredible. And uh, sorry, if you just want to go back to that that tweet, God mode, God. wasn't it? Yeah, one second. There we go. So Chilich would be the 19th man to reach the finals of all four slams. That's pretty cool. So this is the, um, so he's made, so he must, he must've made the final of all the other slams then. Well, he's definitely made the final Wimbledon. Like, I remember that one for sure. The, the one for in Australia, I don't remember so well. So I'm going to get it up now while you're talking about it. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's pretty amazing. Obviously, getting to the final on clay would be uh, incredible for him. I don't think anybody... I definitely didn't have Marin Cilic getting as far as he as he has. I didn't even realise he was this much of an absolute beast on the clay. 
He's he's proved me wrong time and time again. And I keep on underestimating. I keep thinking he's older than he is for some reason. Yeah, I always same. think that he's like over 35 or he's all, and he's always like 32, 33 the last well, Roland Garros has been his worst slam to date. So he's got a 63% win record there. Okay. Furthest he got before this year was the quarterfinal uh, in 2017 and 2018. He got to the final of Australia in 2018, the final of Wimbledon in 2017. Of course, we all remember that one. And the US Open, he won it in 2014. So he's about to be the 19th man to get to all four finals. I didn't actually realize that until I read that tweet. It's quite quite a fascinating one. It's incredible. I mean, if he was to defeat Kasper, I mean, it's it's a very tough task ahead of him. It's not an easy task at all. I've got a feeling... Casper Rude's going to be proper fired up for this one. He looks like, I don't know, like a little bit like he he's earned this. It felt like he deserved it when he was playing Holger Rune in the quarterfinal. It just seems like it was, his on-court presence seemed like, you're not going to take this from me. That this is, this is my court next. Like when Rafa's gone, I'm taking over type thing. Like I went to Rafa's academy. I've got the similar top spin. This is my type of game on this type of court. You're not going to take this from me. And I feel like he's going to try and do that same thing to Chilich in this next match as well. Yep. And did, I don't know if you read that bottom bit out during that. But no. Casper Rude leads the ATP Tour with 65 clay wins since 2020. Wow. So no one has won more clay matches it's than Casper Rude. We know how many events he plays. He plays in the 250s and 500s and cleans up, quite frankly. He is the, the guy who beats all of the challengers who come and try and get on, get on these tours. He wipes the floor of all of them um, and everyone else as well. I mean, he's a serious player and you can't look past him. You really can't. In terms of this matchup between the two of them, um, I don't know if you've got any more tweets and then we'll go give our no, prediction. I mean, I was just going to say like quickly, just before we go uh, onto the prediction, just to have a look quickly through his record at the slams. That was all because it's quite interesting. Obviously clay is his best tournament, but he's only ever got to the third round on three occasions. So he's really excelled. We've been saying it on the podcast past couple of years, but it's only a matter of time before Casper Ruud gets to like either a semi-final or a final or something at Roland Garros. And now all the stars are sort of aligning for him. I feel that, it's sort of written in the stars a little bit for for Kasper Ruud. I mean, no disrespect to Marin Cilic. I think Marin Cilic had a fantastic tournament. Five sets with Rublev looked a lot more painful than the four sets with Holger Rune that Kasper Ruud did. That's my personal opinion. I felt he made it didn't look like he really was pushed that much, Kasper Ruud. Yeah, um, and getting on to the prediction. Sure. I think I'm actually going to go. I'm going to have to go Casper Ruud. I just feel he, I feel it is his time. And I agree with what you were saying. I think it, I just feel he's, it has been just very lucky with being on that side of the draw. These two have been gifted opportunity after opportunity with the players they've had to face, quite frankly. Yeah. Avoiding all the big players, all of them pretty much. He didn't even have to play Sissipas, did he? Because he went out. No. Um, He's just been very lucky, Casper Rude. And even Chilich, sort of as a semi-final, I don't want to be disrespectful to Chilich, but pre-tournament, if you could have said that to Rude, you'd have bitten your hands off. I mean, you would have, wouldn't have expected that. Chilich has been, the out of all the, the four players left, he's the surprise uh, to get there. 
he did play incredibly against Rublev. I think Kasper Ruud's a level above, though. I really do. And I'm going to be having Kasper win this match in four sets. I agree. So four sets on both. Definitely. I'm going Kasper Ruud in four as well. I think Chilich is good for a set. Definitely. He's really, really come uh, so far in this tournament. I don't think he'll go down without a fight. Um, one set is all I'm going to give him, though. Same as Holger Rune. He really gave it his all. Didn't manage it, though. So we both got the same. Kasper Rude in four in this second semi final. We're both going for the master versus the apprentice, it would seem, yeah. in the final. The Nadal versus the Nadal Academy graduate, which is Kasper Rude. And they've never played before, by the way. Rude's never played Nadal, which is fascinating. Liam, they're saying in five, laughing because, listen, we had a conversation off stream. We was actually gaming, me and him, after the podcast. Yeah. And we was talking about this matchup. And he was giving me his known narrative about five. And I was in agreement with him. But I have changed my mind since then. I don't know what's happened the last few hours. And I, the more I think about it, I think Rude's going to get it done a little sooner. And he's going to get it done in four. For me, I like Chilich. I think he's great. But he is a, a player who's great for 40 minutes and then he'll go off the boil for two, two hours, not two minutes. <laughs> he'll have 40 good minutes, two bad hours, 40 good minutes, two bad hours. And you're not going to win anything like that. Um, granted, he, he must have done a lot better against, say, the likes of Daniel Medvedev and them guys. I didn't see the yeah. match, but I, he just doesn't have enough consistency. For me, I feel like the, like you said already, like the route through to the semi-final, just to list it. Songa for Rude, Rusevori, Sanego, Herkatch and Holgerun Doesn't sound too bad of a path through to a semi-final. And then with Chilich, we've had Attila Balaj. I don't know, he's been AWOL for yeah. God knows how long. Martin Fuchovic, Jill Simon, Daniel Medvedev. And then in the quarter-final, Andre Rublev, a guy who's never made a semi-final. Like, no. it's like sort Not of made... Sort of, yeah, exactly. Sort of made for you to get to the semi-finals if you come up against Rublev in a way. I mean, Rublev played well, but there's always the element like you could have a lot worse pick really in your quarter-final than Andre Rublev. Yeah, uh, Liam said, "I'm relatively happy about the final four. I love three of them. Guess who I don't? Well, we know that Zverev. No, Liam's not a big <laughs> fan of Sasha Zverev. Um, but yeah, that summarizes our preview of the semi-final." We've both gone for the same final. We've both got Nadal winning. We've both got Kasper Ruud winning. The only difference is Ben sees Zverev taking Nadal to five. I think Zverev can only take a set. But let us know in the comments section and in the live chat right now, what do you think? Um, if you are joining us and you're new and you just found us, hit the subscribe button because we will be covering all of the matches tomorrow. They start at 1.45 UK time. Uh, with the Dow Sverev, and then we've got the one following at 4.30. But it will just be whenever Nadal Zverev finishes. So probably about 5 o'clock. I reckon it will be later than what they've got scheduled. Join us for them. Hit the like button on this video. Subscribe if you're new. Anything left to say, Ben? Well, definitely join us because we may even get a little short appearance from John Silk on Philip Chatre tomorrow. Cannot be missed. Yeah, you can't miss that. <laughs> but thanks for joining us, guys, and see you tomorrow.
Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.